Blog Talk Radio. Savior's Day is coming up. Yes, it uh, is. 
Yeah, next next Thursday we will be able uh, to go into some detail about our virtual Savior's Day. I mean, as the minister <laughs> said early in this, none could have planned for this eventuality except Allah. Okay, who knew that this is Come where on. we would be, Brother Terrence, <laughs> and on. that life on earth would be so different. Okay. Man. <laughs> and uh I have to say though, you know, Master Father Muhammad, he's amazing, you know. <laughs> he and the Christ sitting in his right hand. This weather, okay? You you know, the minister told them in in July fourth, he said, You won't be able to solve this problem. Can't do it. Because the answer is in heaven, and your scholarship is from hell, and it's it's just amazing to look at the catastrophe of this vaccine. It's unbelievable, and we we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But th- there is nothing going right. <laughs> the logistics, everything is all. wrong, and nothing is going right. And the worst of all is. The the impact of it on people's health it's it's causing not only serious adverse effects but people are dying from it, and so this this is this is a real problem. It's something to see Dr. Anthony Fauci and others uh, on network television each morning. But um, anyway, uh, this weather has been so disruptive. That's the point I wanted to get to of plans and. Uh, we're sitting here in Chicago. We had a, a blizzard today, um, uh, and it has stopped snowing, but that was preparation for the polar vortex. You know, I've been thanking the law for the – we've had a relatively mild winter for us, but, you know, I remember the minister saying to us years ago, you know, when the law's working, just get out the way. Just get out the way. Okay. True. Because a lot yep. of like, you know, I'm saying, oh, please let us have a mild winter. He's like, look, little girl, I got to deal. I got to deal with this enemy. And so th- there there are piles of snow here, and we're going to go down into the sub-zero uh, temperatures over the weekend. Uh, so it is what it is. We thank Allah. So I'm going to turn well. the mic over to you, Brother Terrence, to get us Warmed up for the program. <laughs> well, yes, ma'am. Assalamu alaikum. Once again, we are here, and we are just just blessed, just blessed to be here. And you know, I always you know it's amazing. Sometimes I come and I say, "What are we going to talk about tonight?" And when I started to write stuff down, I was like, "Oh, that's it's a whole lot going on." A whole lot going on. But we always <laughs> want to start off by reminding everybody to continue to hear and listen to and the instructions and guide of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And I will say, please, as he said in a 2014 address at Mas Marion, don't just listen to him as a beautiful song. Come out and let me see what he got to say right. today. Let me hear this great song. And it sounds good. And then go back and do what you want to do. Um, the sad reality is that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan was the good reality that he gave guidance and warning July 4th of 2020. 
footing uh, and the message, the criterion that you still need to go as we're seeing now some of the results of those that have been taking this vaccination shot, which we said we would not take, and we're seeing some ill effects, which we will be talking about later. But we want to make sure that when the minister speaks and gives guidance that we take heed to that guidance and obey those instructions and right. go forth on it. Don't just clap when you hear it, clap when you see the webcap, clap when you're in attendance, and then go home and don't do anything because he's not speaking idle words and his words last on because they are God's words and they are coming from God. So we want to continue to hear the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan go to NOI.org. We're also, you know, as we always do every uh, Sunday at 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern, hear a beautiful lecture uh, from one of the students of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan that we've been hearing lately, student minister Ishmael Muhammad. And, of course, tomorrow at 7.30 p.m., org, come in for our study group, self-improvement, and Wednesday night at 7.30, come hear a message from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, whether it be a lecture or the time and what must be done. Well, I don't know if we're going to announce it tonight or later, and I'm not going to get into it, but I'm going to tell y'all now, y'all need to go to ministerava.com. Y'all need to go to ministerava.com. There are some things that's going to pop off, and you don't want to miss it. And I'm just going to tell you now, go to ministerava.com. You may hear about something happening very soon. So if you know, you just pass on a word. I heard it from a little birdie that something may be popping off on ministerava.com. If you missed something that happened last week, I'm sorry. But if you go to ministerava.com, I'm going to leave it at that and let y'all figure that out. (laughs) So with that being said, let me go quickly through these things that need to be touched on Um, very quickly. Dr. Ava, of course, Monday does off for what we call Black History Month, which Carter G. Woodson started off as a week and it will be turned into a month. But we practice Black History 365. We are Black History. We are living Black history as we walk every day. And today we also celebrate the birth of Rosa Parks. And the beauty of me talking about Rosa Parks, I want us to properly put history in its context. And what do I mean that? We honor Rosa Parks. We love Rosa Parks. But stop looking at the old Rosa Parks and looking at this old lady sitting down on the bus and was so tired and didn't want to get up. Rosa Parks was part of the NAACP, organized and activist, and that was a scheduled thing that was done. And I'm only saying that we don't dishonor Rosa, but we want to make sure we have the right narrative. So that's why when we have the baddest and boldest newspaper on the planet, we can tell the right story of our brother, Jerry Rawlins, former president, uh, rest in peace, of Ghana and tell his life story so we can tell the truth about our champions, our history, and the history that we don't know, the lost history of the black man and woman way beyond slavery. And just right here recently, we don't know a lot about our history. So as we are in this quote-unquote history month, learn the true history of our people. So since we got guests, I'm going to start wrapping it up, Dr. Ava, but I just got off of Zoom or a webinar talking about the prison industrial complex. 
There's so much going on. We are in the midst of dealing with COVID. But let's not forget the economic crisis that we're going through, the educational crisis that we're going through, the climate crisis that we're going through. All of this is still going on as we see our young nine-year-old girl in Rochester, uh, New York, getting not only handcuffed and, you know, pepper sprayed, but the thing about it, the thing about that whole case when the police said, or the officer, the officer said, you need to start acting like a child. And she said, I am a child. And the reality is that she asked to not be pepper sprayed. And I was listening to a webinar where a brother said when he was nine years old, coming up in the 80s and 90s, he didn't even know what pepper spray was. But the fact that we Come live on. in a reality, we living in a reality today that that young girl knew that police, when they arrest you, will pepper spray you, and that is harmful to you that she has grown up in a culture and a society that she knows that she does not want to be pepper sprayed. And that is a tragedy. And in the same city of Rochester, the mayor, I think I forgot who it was, the city official mayor or somebody higher, I think it was the mayor, because they put a bag over a young boy's head so that his fluids wouldn't get over him. And they were going to tell police reform, but a year later, we still see the same thing. Um, and the last note, Dr. Ava, is a crazy note. I'm still trying to get some deeper details and confirmation, but I heard about Tiffany Haddish and Nick Cannon um, forming oh, yeah. with a, working with the Black Jewish oh, Entertainment yeah. Alliance of 170 <laughs> black and Jewish entertainment <laughs> leaders, you know, to counter racism and anti-Semitism in an entertainment community. Now, as I started, I will close. Remember, the criterion, July 4th, <laughs> 2020. Who was at the criterion? Was it Nick Cannon? Was it a 2 Chain? Was it a Rick Ross? Was it a T.I. and Tiny? Were they there? Who is having troubles now? Who had troubles after that? Who is having troubles with T.I.? Mm-hmm. Who is forming now a Jewish alliance to monitor to what one of the most powerful forces that will stop the slaughter of our youth of an entertainment change, then the whole culture changes. And who in the entertainment business are the entertainers listening to? Farrakhan. We have this alliance coming together, then it's not just the Jews, it's the black and the Jew coming together to stop racism and uh, counter anti-Semitism. Just know that Farrakhan is the man and the one that everybody is trying to stop but God is on his side with his Christ, and you will not stop God's plan through the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And the sad thing, I think our brother may have tested positive, Nick Cannon, for COVID-19. So, a little bit of oh, news. Really? Back to you, Dr. Avery. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, you just laid it out. <laughs> who was at the Criterion and who has had problems. But you know what? It is an honor. It is a privilege. It is a blessing to sacrifice for truth. The best thing you can do in this hour is stand up for truth and be on the right side. And if you would follow trust and believe you are on the right side. So we're going to Move ahead. Oh, absolutely. And, and so they're being tried. They're being tried. 
by, by Allah himself, tested so that he can determine who he's going to be able to use. So it's, it's a blessing when he even thinks enough of us to test us. You have to qualify t- to be tested. You don't get tested until after you have uh, successfully undergone uh, some acquisition of knowledge. You don't just get called in off the street and get tested. You've demonstrated something. And so we're going to move along, and it's time for our wonderful health contributor, Sister Mariam K. Muhammad. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum salam. How are you? Oh, well, considering I'm... Well, you know what? I feel, as our Christian brothers and sisters say, blessed and highly favored. Because as I look out my window, there are mountains of snow on each side of the street, but the street is clean. Okay? (laughs) So... He does does show mercy. He does. You're right here with me, so you know we're on a slippery slope into sub-zero land. But God has to do his work. Yes, That's right. That's right. Uh, I would definitely say with the cold temperatures, just as a reminder, to make sure if you have to go out, be warm, be covered, um, use a moisturizer. For your skin, please protect your skin. Um, lotion is not yes, good yes. enough. You need a, a moisturizer yes, to protect your skin properly. But with that being said, of course, COVID, COVID, COVID. They now um, you have Johnson and Johnson stepping up with their vaccine now, wanting their vaccine to be approved and accepted, and they're claiming that it's different from the other vaccines. You only need a single shot instead of two shots. Um, And they're also saying it can be stored at regular refrigerated temperatures instead of freezing temperatures like the other ones. Um, What I found to be interesting with this is the vaccine, according to um, Johnson & Johnson, their vaccine is 85% effective overall. Um, they claim preventing hospitalization and death in regions where it was tested. So for the United States, the vaccine is 72% effective, so-called. In Latin America, it's 66% effective. In South Africa, it's 57% effective. And they didn't even list the percentage of effectiveness it is on black people. Of course they weren't going to list us. And if it's 57% effective, (laughs) so-called in South Africa, I'm sure we're probably even lower on the charts. Um, So the influenza vaccine, which of course is the flu vaccine that people run and get every year, I don't know if people know that that vaccine is only 45% effective so-called. This is how they're listing it. And of course, the influenza vaccine is a part of the coronavirus, um, a strand of the coronavirus. But the influenza A is only 37% effective. So if people start really paying attention to how effective these vaccines really are, they won't be so quick to say, oh, pick me, pick me, I need one. 
Um, and then looking in the history of vaccines, like the chickenpox vaccine is 82% effective. The hepatitis B shot is 80% effective. And these, of course, vaccines are took years to develop. Um, so it could be easy to believe that this vaccine that didn't take years to develop, this COVID vaccine, that now I think they're at like, not even almost a little bit over a year of trying to develop it, um, the effectiveness, it doesn't make sense. It it really doesn't make sense, and that's why we're having so many of these side effects. I don't know if uh, people know that Jesse Jackson went and got the dosage. He went and got the first shot. And after he got the first shot, a couple of days later, when he was scheduled to host a news conference at the Roseland Community Hospital, which people in Chicago know that Roseland is in the worst neighborhood uh, for the black community. It is one of the worst hospitals in the city of Chicago. But he was scheduled to do a news conference there to actually receive his second dose of the vaccine publicly. But two hours prior to that, he was rushed to the hospital to have abdominal surgery. That's about all the information they're releasing as it relates to that. But it just so happened that all of a sudden, when his family said he was feeling just fine prior to the first dosage of the vaccine, but he gets the vaccine and a couple of days later, he's having surgery on his stomach. I I don't know if people are really paying attention Mm. to this, but this is what's happening to black people in the news. (laughs) taking this vaccine. So we need to take heed and listen to the words of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and not take this vaccine. And, of course, we know we're in the time of separation. We must separate. And there's one last thing I wanted to say um, that I thought maybe you would find interesting. I have um, in one of my classes, in my women's studies class, It's something how white people are still really trying to say that our struggle is is equal or, you know, equivalent to their women's rights struggles. Or they always try to find something where they can say, well, we understand, we understand your pain. It's just absolutely ridiculous and unnerving in there. But it's it's, it's interesting how they come with this, this. feminist movement and all of this nonsense, but every one of my professors are pushing this vaccine. Regardless of the topics or issues we have that we're dealing with in class, everybody is saying, don't forget to go get the vaccine, even though it's not available to students yet. And they're saying, you know, we're going to go get ours as being teachers. We, We have access to it before you all. And I'm just like, are you being paid to say this? Like, really? Everywhere you turn now, you have CVS, Walgreens, all of these places. They're even setting up shop outside. I I can't even understand. How can you set up a vaccination site where you drive through to get your vaccine? So so what do I I do? I drive through and I get the the supersize? I mean, like what? (laughs) Do you order the vaccine? Right. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. They've never done anything like this before. Now, this is incredible. And it's something to me how 
we, some of us, not everybody, because of course some of the black community is really waking up to it and they're not, they're saying they're not going to take this vaccine. But some of us are like, I can't wait. And I'm not, I don't get it. I, I don't understand that. I, I, but I however. Upset. They're <laughs> upset they haven't gotten it yet, some of them. Yes. Oh, my God. That is absolutely ridiculous. But that is my portion for the COVID vaccine and all of the yeah. other nonsense. <laughs> but, but, you know, what's so lot. amazing is, Thank you, beloved. What's so amazing, you alluded to it a moment ago, The everyone was has been waiting on this vaccine from day one, right? If we can just make it to the vaccine. Until there's a vaccine, we will suffer from these uh, uh, economic woes and the mental illness and people losing their homes and their businesses and their jobs. So now it's here and and things are worse than ever. And everything keeps getting pushed further into the future. See, now you've got, they were, you know, Negroes were so happy to get Trump out and get Biden (laughs) in. And he's saying, well, give me a hundred days. That's over three months. Then recently he said, well, we're looking at the end of the summer. Uh, mm-hmm. Remember he talked about opening up the schools, and that's a, a huge battle because you created right. a panic, as the minister said. So you, you, you engendered a panic. So now the teachers don't want to go back. I'm not right. going back. You, you created culture shock by shutting down an entire system of education, even though it was raggedy, it was something, it was getting something done, and it's something that the American people have been accustomed to. There's nobody alive that knows life without public school because it's older than that, okay? And so you, you snap that away in the twinkling of an eye, And then months later, you say, oh, come back. Well, you just said it was was death. It was so unsafe. Mm. And now that the brain has processed that, now people are saying, I'm not coming back there. Mm. You said it's not going to be safe until everybody's vaccinated, where everybody's not vaccinated. And you're saying to come back. But you have the Mm -hmm. parents on one side who who are watching their children deteriorate and who are not prepared to have their children at home like this, they're insisting that it open. And the teachers' mm-hmm. unions are insisting that it not. This is the unraveling of a great nation. Because now Come the long-awaited vaccine, as you just said, all it does, according to the manufacturers even, at best, it will keep you out of the hospital and death. That's right. You go and get a vaccine and you still, they're telling you, now they're saying wear two masks. Remember back in April when they said, we just need to wear these masks for about 60 days and we'll be fine. Now mm-hmm. it is February of the following year and they're saying, oh, there's a mutant strain from South Africa and the U.K. and Brazil, 
So now you should wear two masks. And pretty soon we're, we're going to die from suffocation. I guess it'll be three masks by, by summer. Okay. Right. But you're dealing with a sociopathic mind in the throes of, of divine judgment. And that is why they can't get a grip on this thing. And Minister Farrakhan announced it July 4th that what we're witnessing now is what he said. He said the vaccine That's is right. death, and it is. Hmm. That's right. People are going, they get a vaccine, and they're found dead in their bed a few hours later. Okay. Yep. And, and That's right. They're having, they have to go into ICU with some kind of severe reaction. Uh, utterly amazing. Mm-hmm. But we thank you so much, Sister Mariam, and may Allah continue to bless you and your family. Appreciate you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. So thank you, Sister Mariam. And we are going now to Sister Attorney Pamela Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum, Sister Pamela. Well, like a salam, uh, Sister Dr. Ava, Sister Mariam, and Brother Terrence. Yes, ma'am. And um, I've just really been enjoying the conversation um, because one of the things that just really was the most ridiculous um, thing I heard about the vaccine this week was when uh, someone was on a TV show and a white man tried to say that the vaccine is to solve structural racism. I said, okay, this you, this is ridiculous. What? Um, yes. <laughs> that, and, and, you know, just trying to trick our people into thinking that um, this is their oh, way of God. getting, I guess, 40 acres and a mule, what, death? And, oh, um, my God. You know, we it, get the vaccine. Yes, ma'am. We, and so, you know, it really <laughs> is – it's like Brother Terrence oh, said God. earlier, our need to listen to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, um, who is guiding us and instructing us, um, and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, you know, the teachings, it's just never been more important than it is today, Sister Ava, because, yes, you know, yeah. this, we, you know, we're at a point now where they're right, this, this enemy feels like, he still has the right to tell us what to do. He still has the right to shape perception. And so when you look at the murders of our people, um, the shooting deaths, when you look at these young girls who were, dr- you know, just drug, uh, almost killed, there was a young lady in Florida who was thrown across a lunch uh, floor and hit, you know, she almost went unconscious. Uh, then the little nine-year-old girl who was just treated so brutally. Um, thing that is it's really making us see is that these people still think of us as property and chattel. To whereas it's okay yeah. to murder us, it's okay to maim us because they control us because we are their property. And so it makes goes back to the 1669 Casual Killing Act, which I thought was fascinating to look at because in this act, it actually said that you could kill, uh, a white person could kill any slave um, if they just happened to kill them when they were trying to get them to do what they wanted them to do. 
um, you know, trying to dominate us, trying to subject us. And it was it was okay because should a slave be killed, the master should not face charges for the murder. This is what is still happening today. They believe that we're some experiment that you just throw some vaccine at and if, you know, we die, that's the intention anyway. There is no consequences. You know, we're seeing these people killing our children in streets, you know, the murders of the George Floyds and, and the you know, every other black person that we've seen killed. It's like week to week and the children that are being killed. And we really have to look at, like, when you look at that law, um, they're saying that the reason why these white, white people weren't held accountable because your property and so you can't even exactly. it doesn't it's your property. You can do whatever your property. There's no malice that they're going to see, uh, because we belong to you. So when they still talking about we should go to school, we shouldn't go to school, the thing is this, we have to pull from being under the control of this enemy. We do not belong to them. We are not their property. And I believe that so often, Sister Dr. Avery, you quote like the back page of the final call where it talks about we want to have the choice. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad says we should have the choice to choose separation and or not choose it. And this to me is saying we, you know, we at least need to operate as people. We are persons. We are not property. And as persons, we have the right to choose and not to you know, continue under this subjugation of them choosing for us. Every 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 time we're turning around, you know, we're fighting against all this negative perception, all these negative instructions, you know, all this propaganda. You know, we got to get to a point where we're saying, who cares what they're saying because that this is how exactly they have right. controlled us under the law. They tell us what to think who we're supposed to support, what we're supposed to do. And, again, it is leading to absolute death, and it's been leading to death. So I, I just wanted to um, make that comment. And, and one of your favorite people, well, one of your favorite authors, you like the book, I believe it's um, the one about the Great Migration by Isabel Wilkerson. She was saying um, in oh, this yeah, new the book. Oh, the warmth of other sons, yes, ma'am, and and she quoted mm-hmm. a um, a person, a sociologist, about how uh, it, you know, he, she was saying that the means that white people uh, during the long period of slavery became accustomed to the idea of regulating, you know, Negro insolence and insubordination by force with the consent and the approval of the law. And then she went on to talk about the caste system that was created where they, you know, they control all the resources, they control whether, when, and if black people would eat, sleep, reproduce, live. And so these are the same type of, you know, remnants that we're living under as long as we're not following the guidance of the minister, you know. Um, So I, I just kind of, those were some legal precedents that we can still see that's in effect for today as long as we're treated as property. Um, And so, you know, this is what's going to happen until we separate and, uh, and get justice for ourselves by being, um, you know, just not being treated as properties 
in becoming free thinkers. And I'm so thankful for the guidance of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So that that's what I want to say. Thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. Assalamualaikum. Well, alaikum salam. Thank you, Sister Attorney. And you know, um, as as the shackles begin to uh, break because they're being tossed away by our people, it's it's increasing the anger of yes, the enemy. Yes. Um, some white country singer, um, I never heard of him, of course, but his contract with the record company was suspended because he was caught on tape using the N-word. We know that Donald Trump went into office riding on white supremacy. As Minister Farrakhan described it, you know, he said America is impeded in her judgment by her extreme consciousness of her whiteness. There's no escape from it. And and it's very disturbing when, to this day, you'll hear some black people say, do you think it was racist about a certain situation? Everything in this country is predicated on race. And to your point, it it goes to the futility uh, of trying to integrate. Never mind, I mean, first of all, it is absolutely against Allah's will for us to attempt this. And this is why it fails. It, it, it's against the nature of things for us to integrate with the enemy of our forefathers and uh, of God. Um, you all know I'm, I follow the NFL and watch the games and everything and uh, follow especially the, the, the issues going on with the black players. And there's one young brother, Deshaun Watson, who's a he's down there in Houston, uh, the quarterback. And that team okay. is so horrific, it, it's wasting his career. Okay, he's in his fourth year. And so and, and it and it's a it's a particularly racist ownership, okay, of that team. And Deshaun okay. Watson said, I, I want out. I want out. I don't want to be here. They just gave him a hundred something million dollar contract. He said, I don't care. Trade me to somebody else. And of course you look at the language and, and the way they operate. And that's what I wanted to get to without taking up too much more time. So we can get to our guests. Uh, we're still being traded on auction blocks to your point of their perception of the relationship. It is an, Owner property relationship. Okay, that has That's never right. changed. That's right. But now that you know, now that our people are waking up, these brothers are saying, "Look." Um, and one former white, uh, a white former quarterback said of Deshaun Watson, basically, he needs to be quiet. He should be grateful to make all this money. And what the players are saying now is, "Wait a minute, this is my life." That I'm that we're talking about here, but to your point, we don't have a life. We're just a commodity, and the sooner our people recognize that, the sooner right. we can bring an end to it. But I just wanted to bear witness to what you just said. We are still property, 
All praise. No, we own you, nigga. Go and get yourself a car and a house and be quiet. <laughs> but they no, that's real. High-paid slaves. Yes, ma'am. Praise. All praise yeah. to Allah. Yeah, that's exactly right. As the minister is taught, it's just high-paid. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad called called it prominent house service. Because you you will never in this paradigm be anything at best at the highest level the minister said you will be a manager of a white reality that's the pinnacle of what you can attain as long as you remain with white people so we're going to transition now and we're going to go to our first guest and uh, this uh, brother and sister are well known to all of us, if they're not, they should be, uh, because they uh, provide a wonderful service to our nation. And I'm talking about Brother Marcus and Sister Cecilia Muhammad, who conduct the Marriage Keepers Annual Marriage Retreat. And so coming up in August of this year, uh, they will be holding that uh, retreat for us, and they're here to discuss it. I want to welcome both of you. So happy to have you, Brother Marcus and Sister Cecilia. Assalamu alaikum. Waalaikum salam, ma'am. How you doing? All right. <laughs> oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing. You all sound like a truly harmonious married couple who are exactly. friends in addition to because the way I mean it was just it was rhythmic and harmonious the way you both said it. Well like I love it. Ava and we are really having a wonderful time um being married, being in the process of marriage. Uh, we are now, by Allah's grace, in our 28th year of marriage. Wow. And, uh, wow. You know, Minister Farrakhan said, don't say you're married. He said, say that you're in the process of marriage. And so we That's are right. in the process of marriage. And trying to encourage all these people in the nation of Islam and, and churches to find some help. Uh, some much-needed help, and that's why we're so happy to be promoting the 11th Annual Marriage Retreat. Um, because of the COVID stuff that we've been talking about, it will be online again. Uh, we had much success last year, by Allah's grace, and this year we want to host it again online uh, for the couples who really uh, need to understand that you can't be in a marriage for 10, 20, 30, 40 years and never really discuss the marriage, discuss how am I doing. <laughs> you know, you've got to know how you're doing as a man, as a woman, and we're going to do that this year at the marriage retreat. Our theme this year is God-centered covenant of marriage, mm. the, the covenant of God-centered marriage, and that is what we are going to do, and um, we have a wonderful 
presentation for everyone who would like to uh, be a part of our thing this year. Cecilia is here to talk a little bit about our program. All praises to our yes. guest, Dr. Ava. I am excited to be on your show because especially uh, the end of this year, we were on a little getaway, and I took Naturally Beautiful with me to relax and read, <laughs> and mm. I'm in the room um, shouting hallelujah and just carrying on reading your book. <laughs> and since the beginning of this year, it's really the purpose of why we do the marriage retreats uh, is to give all of us, we have received supreme knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And at this point, we are at where we have to start to live these teachings in our day-to-day life using the advanced skills we have been given and understanding what we have received, and, and I, I, we were on two shows, our show on a Sunday, and then we had student minister from Phoenix, Arizona, our brother student minister, Abdul Imam, and we were on his show, and I showed up your book, Naturally Beautiful, because the part on page 23 and 24, I'm not going to read it. I want you to buy her book if you don't have it, to go and get it to read page 23 and 24. And that's really the mission of all of us come righteous women of God so that we can help God to make that man of God And so that is what the marriage retreats are all about, is to help us to focus on why Master Farad Muhammad came. He came to make a nation of God's not followers. And so we're helping couples all over. We are Christian because of COVID and everything that COVID entailed. We've had a lot of calls. We were to the point and still are a little bit where we were counseling a couple a night because of how COVID has affected us. And like the minister said, because we're sheltered in place and you're with the person day in and day out, it's easy to lose each other with work, with children, with this, with that. But when you're right there with each other on a daily basis, we really get to see, do I know you? You know, is this a stranger in my bed, like the song says? And so we just strive to help couples to enhance what they have, uh, give them those tools, interactive workshops, and with the help of a like, like we said, this year will be, uh, inshallah, our 11th annual marriage retreat. That's so by amazing. Yeah. And per- He has given us the strength and to be able to continue it for 11 years and just taking it to the next level. We had our um, national minister there last year. We had a regional, southern regional minister, Brother Abdul Sharif Muhammad. We had our western regional minister there. So we just had an awesome, awesome good time. We've had everybody but Minister Ava at our marriage retreat. <laughs> we have had everybody. Well, we had to fix that, right? <laughs> we have to fix that this year because I'm determined that we're going to get your smiling, beautiful face in front of the people that you love. Oh, you know, praise be to Allah. I love Amen. You. Absolutely love you. <laughs> 
and I just want to be able to facilitate that, and I want to give you the honor that you are due in front of the believers because we have much to do, and we have a lot of us. We're writing books, but, you know, you started it all, sister, with real love, and we are following in the pattern that you have laid down and so we are very thankful for that. The marriage retreat is going to take place August the uh, 26th through the 29th, uh, the virtual okay. marriage retreat. And so um, we certainly would Lying love for, yeah, that to happen for you uh, and with you. Uh, I, I really see you doing the June My Prayer Service and giving us the coop I just see that happening. Um, and beautiful, just, I see that so clearly in my mind and doing questions and answers because you would be surprised at there is such a need for knowledge among the people who have gotten married. We encourage people to get married, get married, get married, get married. We encourage that 24 hours a day. But once they are married... It's like, okay, now what do I do? And right, what exactly. We, what we do is we are trying to provide knowledge and how-tos for the people, but we have a limited knowledge. So we need people with higher knowledge to come in and to help us. That's why we do the shows that we do um, every other Sunday, and uh, we do the husbands-only sessions, the wives-only sessions. That's all you're going to meet, uh, brothers and sisters, at the marriage retreat this year. We're going to have two of them, but uh, marriage keepers classes on husbands-only, wives-only, and we're going to be able to deal with all kinds of issues that married couples have. And it's going to be beautiful, my dear sister and brother, um, Brother Terrence is the one who invited us on the show, sister. So thank him, Brother Terrence, for doing that. <laughs> Praise yes, God, boy. He done, he done got, you know, real then another power note speaker. I hope everybody's listening who's going to be in August. It's going to be in August. That's right. Brother. And the, map, the, the thing that they need to do is to go to the, the website, uh, the marriage keepers with an s dot com www.themarriagekeepers.com with an s and there you will see the the plugger that we have for the event uh you can purchase any books tapes whatever with us um and just we we're, we're doing a host of things leading up to uh the marriage retreat uh, in the re- different regions we're going to to just uh, we, we're doing it virtually all via, via virtually trying to encourage people to come to it and also get a little help uh, in the process um, that's what we're doing and I, I'm very happy about that we're going to be in Atlanta, Georgia our home city um, uh, we, we just announced that uh, yesterday uh, and that's going to be on, on uh, March the 6th and 7th, and uh, we'll be doing that. And we have a host of other cities coming up, so we look forward to that as well. I'm so very thankful to Allah that we, you have this wonderful show, and I'm, I'm receiving 
so much energy and positivity from what you are doing, Sister Ava. All praise is due to Allah. Sister Doctor, we are we're gonna be very all of us are gonna be happy when this is all over with and we can we can finally focus in on on what God wants us to do. Praise the Lord. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so, of course, naturally, uh, make sure you get in touch with our beloved sister, Rona Muhammad, because in addition to producing this show, she also handles uh, my speaking engagements. And so she oh. she can get the process going. And also, because, see, I can sit up here and say this and not know I've got something on the calendar. So we want to make sure you. Make sure you talk to Sister Rona, okay? Yes, please have her yes, uh, a call and, uh, so that I can talk with her uh, about this, and we are very serious about having you uh, on the program this year. So please do that. Thank yes, you so much. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get you her, her uh, email address and, and get things uh, in motion. Thank we really, you so really appreciate you both. You both. Well, you. We're in this together, all of us. We're in this thing together. That's right. That's right. That's right. And I and 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 lastly, I do want to say too, what you all are saying is so important about uh, getting in the marriage, and then that's the end of it, as as though it's not an organic uh, oh, no. living. Thing. You know, and and we yeah, and we have to get better at this because we're going into the promised land, and yes. we can't go there with the mindset about anything that we have here, and least of all the mindset we have about marriage or the lack of a mindset. It's like we get in it and just keep doing whatever we were doing. It's just we live with somebody, and so yeah. we have to we have to come out of that. And get back to the sanctity, the sacredness, uh, the importance to nation building. Of a, because without strong marriages, and you said it, Sister Cecilia. It's the you got to think about a nation, right. know, not just your individual self. So thank you both, and may Allah continue to bless you all. Twenty eight years. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing, because you all are like some little teenagers. But we thank Allah for both of you. And uh, inshallah, you can, naturally, you're going to have to come back before the event. I mean, that's that's a little ways off, so you got to come back again um, before the event. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum Thank you, Brother Terrence, for that uh, beautiful couple that you just uh, had had us speak with because that is so critical. Uh, praise the Lord, people. praise. Yeah. Praise the yeah, Lord. Gotta have that and, foundation. And, and and Dr. Ava, you know, I know we're getting ready to go into the next part of the show and I know we, we still got prayers for our, our our brother, brother Reuben. Um but I think the spirit of Brother Ruben is on our show tonight because it just seems like what's going to come up next and what we're going to talk about next doesn't stay on the planet. I think we're going to go out into the universe um, on this next conversation. So I think the spirit of Brother Ruben, because he goes all over the place. He He doesn't just stay on the planet. He goes deep down in the ocean 
you know, certain things are deep down in the ocean and things are way out in space. So I think there's a good conversation about to come up. And, you know, it's, I still tell people they need to go sign in and get on, minnesota.com. But I'm going to let you go ahead and take it <laughs> to this next part. You know, thank you, Brother Ruth, for bringing that spirit because we get ready to go somewhere now. Oh, excellent segue. Yeah, what, I, what I'm about to do is uh, bring in uh, a young sister who, if you saw today's flyer uh, for for the elevated places, this sister is, is so beautiful. But she's not only physically beautiful, she's spiritually beautiful, intellectually beautiful. And part of a, an increasingly well-known Muslim family. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we just recently had uh, student uh, Minister Michael, uh, Brother Michael on with the farm. And uh, is at Lehigh, I think, Lehigh Valley, right. Pennsylvania. Uh, that's her brother, Okay. Her sister Malika teaches one that I talk about so much who preaches so powerfully. And th- these this is a third generation Muslim, okay? And it it, it ex- she exudes that on every level. And so, you know, to me when when we have Sister Anisa come on, we're really demonstrating that the future is now. The future is now. Um, I do want to say, because I wanted to say that the opening of the program, that last week we also lost, may Allah be pleased with her, and you talk about beautiful, uh, Sister Cicely Tyson. And, you know, as the final call uh, on page two story says, a trailblazer. Uh, a groundbreaking roles and performances. And this sister was the epitome of grace and beauty and very careful in choosing her roles. And so please make sure you, uh, for her in the current edition of the Final Call newspaper, Sister Cicely Tyson, and so she leaves in her wake a legacy that now these young, beautiful sisters are everywhere now. There was a time when you hardly ever saw a black face, and definitely not a black female face, uh, projecting our true beauty. But now, thanks to the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and Minister Farrakhan's commitment and dedication, this way of life is finally taking hold. And so with that, I want to bring on uh, our dear sister, who really blew me away earlier this week, uh, hosting on her program, Master Call, a question and answer session with me on a lecture that I did a number of years ago on the deportation of Moon. Uh, Sister Anissa, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam, Minister Ava. How are you? I am fine, thank Allah. How about yourself? 
Well, I'm I'm new and improved after being on your program. <laughs> and I I mean I I was so energized uh on that Zoom conference not only by you and and the subject matter but also just feeling the energy uh and spirit of the participants most of whom were were our younger brothers and sisters and so that that always injects life into a person thank right. you so much for doing that yes ma'am thank you so much mm-hmm. so you i would like you to maybe share with the uh listeners tonight uh what took place on on monday from your perspective yes ma'am um basically I'll take it a little um, a little further back before Monday, how it got started, um, or at least that, that Q&A, was my sister-in-law, Sister Rachel, she wound up, um, she was saying to me how she was randomly watching uh, your lecture, Deportation of Moon and the History of Atlantis. And she was like, you got to watch it. And when she first said it, I didn't watch it. <laughs> she said it again because she quoted something. We were um, in the kitchen. We were just talking about the teachings. And then she quoted something from your lecture. And I was like, oh, I got to go back and watch. I had to watch it. Wind up watching it. And I was like, what did I even just watch? <laughs> what, what is going on? <laughs> and then once I started talking about it on the master call and another um, call that I host called um, the Women's Circle, um, and other people started um, listening to it, we were all, like, blown away. And then one day, a brother came in, and the first thing he said was, um, are we going to discuss the deportation of the moon lecture? And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, we, got, we have to talk about it. I just like it. We have to talk about it. And I was like, I, there's nothing to talk about because we don't have the answer. <laughs> like, we're just going to be sitting up here talking about it, but we're going to have so many questions that we're not going to have the answers. And if we start trying to find answers, it's just going to turn into transgression. So I'm not, I don't even want us to discuss something that we can't expound on for real. And I said to my mom later on, we got to get Minister Ava on because I have questions and she had answers. <laughs> so that's when um, I reached out to your assistant, Sister Rona, and um, how it, that's how it happened. Praise be to Allah. Yes, ma'am. Well, it, it, the, it, the response uh, during the live broadcast was, was excellent. And, and the question uh, that the brothers and sisters posed uh, made, I, I actually, I actually had to study for that program. It's been a long time since wow. I had to study for uh, an appearance anywhere outside of a Sunday lecture. Um, I don't, I generally don't have to prepare, you know, cause I've been in this almost mm. 40 years. <laughs> so something, right. something should be there. Okay. But for this, uh, for deportation of moon, um it was it was necessary for me to go back and uh thankfully sister Donna Muhammad transcribed the lecture and as i was reading back over it i was impressed myself you know, <laughs> with with the research and then the questions they they were very very powerful and 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 they 
what was uh, amazing is how the the history of this massive act of rebellion to uh, the God and its impact 66 trillion years later on us, uh, the connection is very real. And it is so important for young adults, then youth, then children, and even down to little babies. When, And that, that question was raised about children's books. This, this is our history. Our history is not slavery. That's not who we are. Right. Slavery is, is what happened to us. But our identity uh, goes back 76 and longer trillion years. It's actually because we are the direct descendants of the self-created God. We we are, as we learn in the lessons, without any birth record. We don't have a birth record. Okay, right. Uh, no one can measure uh, the point at which we came into existence, which is very powerful. Mm. So. I, I loved being able to engage um, on on something that is at the very root and at the very core of our teachings. Yes, ma'am. And a brother actually um, emailed me. I had like, so many emails, like people that I didn't even know how I even got my email. People were emailing <laughs> me and um, messaging me on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and one brother um, in particular, he said he's been in the nation of Islam 60 years, and the things that you were saying no. on the call, he's never heard before. Wow. Are you serious? Oh, my goodness. Yep. Wow. Beautiful. Well, you know, the, there's two things that um, had – it's interesting because during this time of COVID, when uh, we keep hearing this phrase, the science, the science, okay, and you're, you're talking about uh, a people, uh, the Caucasian, who really does not have a true science in that they don't have a systemized knowledge of COVID they don't they don't understand it and they admit mm. that you know but we we come from a an incredibly long line of scientists and all of us are that that's that's who the tribe of shabazz is we're a family of god scientists and right. so unless and until our children are taught that from the cradle really from in the womb uh, we're going to always have that residue of black inferiority. Yes, ma'am. But that that's that's amazing like, that that you get that kind of feedback. Mm-hmm. And I'm still getting feedback mm-hmm. now. The replays are going out, <laughs> and people are like, "Whoa, I have more questions." <laughs> Everyone is super duper. Um, they're super enlightened by everything. Right, and it's like you said on the um, on the master call or in the Q and A, when the question was asked, "Has the great burst of knowing happened?" and you sat back in your seat and you stopped for a little second and you said, "Yes." We're now in a space where if I can easily just send out an hour and a half replay, 
of what you're saying. So now we're all kind of on the same playing field. Yes, ma'am. And we all yes, know ma'am. what you said, and it's like a, it's a great burst of knowing happening because we have, like you said, um, access to the same knowledge. Well, that that's exactly right. Yeah, and that, and that is what the the sending of this pestilence, COVID nineteen. You know, the longer this goes on, we're better able to see the silver lining in in the cloud. Because it is it is so rapidly uh, unraveling a world that has been an obstacle to our ability to be self. We're not ourselves, and until we return to ourselves, we will be unacceptable to the God, and therefore impeded. You know, we can't use our creative consciousness if we don't even have our ID, our real ID. You know, and so the, what the COVID has done is exposed the incompetence and inferiority, the intellectual inferiority of our former slave master. And the whole world is basically equally knowledgeable of this virus. <laughs> right. <laughs> because there, there's no one, and I love that you call your program Master Class, because we follow the knowledge of a master, Master Father Muhammad. Yes, ma'am. You know, through his Christ and, and his servant. Yes, ma'am. That's awesome. Thank you. So if you and, could uh, remain hmm. with us. Uh, yes, sir. Go ahead, Brother Terrence. No, no. I was just giving to say, you know, it's like we're studying a master, but it is very interesting as our sister was just pointing out. Not only were they looking at your, listening to your words or looking at the mannerism. Uh, and they were doing an intense study, just hearing her comments and different mm. questions. Uh, it, that, that was that's the most powerful thing. That is, it's almost like they were really paying attention and soaking in. So, what is it that was conveyed? What is it of the mind of those that were listening? You know, and the blessedness that uh, she's receiving all this. That this flood of um, messages and and want to learn more and. That's the kind of teaching uh, that we got to continue to give, and that kind of teaching to wake up that spirit, wake up that energy, and wake up that mind. But the reality is that once you put it out there, people are hungry and they want more. Um, yes, and this, yes, that, so that whole process, that, that this exchange, the whole nature of the exchange that just happened, um, that is very powerful. Mm-hmm. That I just want people kind of to note that, you know, like just for you saying what you said, it's like I had to go deep and prepare and study, and, you know, because it was a, a powerful lecture. And when you looked at it, it just reminds me of when um, I remember seeing the minister, um, I don't know, when we restarted, you know, the study group, Friday night study group, and he was at the MUI and it was on the webcast, and he was reading the message to the black man. And he was smiling. You could see him like, mm, like he just discovered something new. You know, mm. it's not like he read it for the first time, but it was something just popping off in the mind, uh, even the minister while he was there. And I'm just seeing that same effect on Monday night. Like, y'all just had a whole other Monday night class, even though we have FY, but y'all had a special <laughs> class on Monday night, um, on Monday night that people are now going back and to study. It's like, this is becoming a study. Yes, sir. Absolutely. That's true. 
Well, and 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 I'm happy to say that uh, in 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 about a week or so, uh, it will the the Q and A is going to become available. We're working on an ebook, uh, yeah. the Deportation of Moon that will contain both the lecture that I delivered over 20 years ago that is the base for what we did Monday night, and then the question answer which, as Sister Anissa is attesting to, was a a little mini course in and of itself because naturally, you know, all of us are learning more and more as as time goes by. And and I do want to mention, too, one of the questions uh, was one of the participants had asked uh, about their six-year-old child. And that's what really got me fired up because the Mm six-year-old, wanted to know what happened to the people of Atlantis because the the original <clears throat> lecture I titled it the deportation of moon and the uh, significance of the lost city of of Atlantis because at the time I was a southern regional minister over at uh, uh the southern region but as you know headquartered in Atlanta and as names have meaning, they have powerful meaning, and they impact that which they're, uh, which they label. That's why it was important for us to get our own names. And and so <clears throat> you look at Sister Anissa and her siblings. See, they they all have they were born with Muslim names. They've never been called uh-huh. by the white man's name. And that has an effect on how you perceive yourself. And so the name, the name Atlanta uh, comes from Atlantis, which means father, uh, insurmountable, immovable. Hmm. And what has happened is, you know, you think about how long 66 trillion years is. We can't think about it because we can't imagine that length of time. Right. I can't imagine a million years. Okay. And so what happened after the rebellion and the God, the the supreme God, being so enraged over the uh, act of, of the one that Minister Farrakhan calls the father of moon, the dissatisfied scientist, who blew the earth apart out of his dissatisfaction Mm. with wanting to do what? Impose his personal desire on everybody. And that's Mm. how extreme, that's how far the original man can go in destructiveness. But when when you think about it, what happens is over the years, facts become mythology. Because you, as people get further and further away from the actual event, they they lose the, the full, complete narrative. And so then people start inserting things. And so by the time you get to the presence of the Caucasian, who only came on the planet 6,000 years ago, he's just picking up fragments of a real history. But they told a mystery of a city 
that had this high civilization and it and because of a great flood it sank to the bottom of the ocean but that's a a, a misplaced uh semi fictitious narrative of what what it really was it wasn't Atlantis wasn't a city what what they're really talking about is the planet earth itself asia it was a paradise mm. And when this man, when the father of moon blew a third of the planet away, as we all know, the water, when the moon, that part of the earth turned over, it dumped all of this water onto what was left of the planet. Because we're only two-thirds as large as we were. And that's why we have all these big oceans. And now we're 75% water. Wow. And so you hear these stories about this Atlantis, but the young child wanted to know what happened to the people. Well, the 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 tribe of Shabazz, which is us, um, we did survive. The minister said we were on the right side of the planet, and so we did survive it. But that was the beginning of a fall that took 66 trillion years to hit rock bottom. And then God himself made a decision. He would once again make himself. And you know how we're taught of a mystery God? That's how God became a mystery, was this horrific display of uh, Wow. Mm-hmm. So we're really we're really blessed to to have an opportunity to clean up our act, you know? right? <laughs> to say the least. No, we 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 really blessed to have you on your own show and to drop the bomb <laughs> that you just dropped. And I don't know, I'm not going to allow us to go any farther and brush over the fact that we dropping bombs and you just dropped a bomb that in a couple of weeks the ebook is going to come out. Uh, I don't think people, I mean, I didn't want to gloss over that. Like, I said it was an announcement coming, but the way y'all talking and dropping this bomb, I'm like, good gracious, and it's coming in ebook, the lecture and the Q&A? Man, please, this is about to be a nutty. I don't know where we're going to have some meat. We're going to have class on Monday, add the class on Tuesday, it's Wednesday, Thursday night show, Friday. We're going to be studying all week long. You gotta well, have brother, a deep discussion. Like, casually well, we're trying to. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, brother Cartier, who's part of our separation team, he sent me a text. He said, "I need that Q and A session." Okay, so, <laughs> so, see, see. So we're gonna make that oh, available. Right both, the, both the yes, we're gonna have both the video of it and and the. Uh, the transcript is, will be made to an ebook, and I've I've got on the line uh, sister, our wonderful sister Donna Muhammad, and uh, she may have a little bit more uh, to say about it. Sister Donna, assalamu alaikum. Wow, alaikum salam. Oh my God. <laughs> see, see, come on. Assalamu alaikum to everybody and Brother Marcus and Sister Cecilia, my longtime friend from Atlanta. 
But, oh, my God, first of all, you just added a whole other chapter. You just added another chapter to the book right there. (laughs) Oh, well. Uh oh (laughs) My husband was like, did you take that down? Crazy, Tilla. Did you take that down? (laughs) Oh, that is. That's that's You all got me grinning from ear to ear. (laughs) Oh, my God. Sister Anissa, I'm so grateful for what you did, what Allah put on your heart yeah. to do, yes, because as so. I'm going back over it and going over it and going over the transcript, this is the new educational paradigm right mm. here. Mm. This mm. is mm. true science, mm. the root of science. It was true geography, the root of geography, not as it stands today, but going all the way back. That's the explanation of earthquakes and everything else. And this is yeah. that that teaching, that 20 years of unlimited progress, I'm starting to see it now. It's coming out mm. through wow. these um, exegesis and for it to come through and for this to be put together for a sister. I don't even know if you was born then. Were you born? I was three. Were you born yet? <laughs> I was three years old. <laughs> three. And I was grateful to be there when, when, when Mr. Ava delivered. Yeah. I was there when she delivered it. And just that whole history of of Minister Ava being over the southern region and what that was because she changed just like she talked about in the Q and A, the changing of the atmosphere. You changed the atmosphere there. Mm. And it had an impact. And it elevated us. Just like the program elevated places. So I'm just so excited to be alive in this hour at this time and to offer any little part that I can to help put out this new educational paradigm. These are the textbooks. This is it right there. So I'm not going to go any further. I can go on and on and on. But you all get ready because this book, it's coming. But now i got to add this chapter that just came out tonight. (laughs) And get it Because <laughs> this is an addendum All now for real. Be I'm so Allah. serious. I'm so serious. You just revealed even more. Oh, my God. So thank you. I thank a lot for every last one of you all that make this program elevated places what it is because we are elevating by listening to this level of dialogue and conversation and teaching. So that's it. That's the Lakers family. Oh, the Lakers alone. This is so right. It 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 keeps you know when you conduct a high level conversation, uh, it it does keep the the brain on a certain level, and and then you can think and you can reason, and you start to figure things out, and and we're witnessing that in our minister. We we've actually watched not a student, but the student of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, evolve to become a God among men himself. God means nothing spooky. God means force and power. And if there's anybody exerting force and power as an individual human being, it's that man. He's demonstrated that. The criterion is the latest, to to step toe-to-toe with the most powerful nation on the earth. And tell them we are not taking your vaccine. Give it to your people. Mm. We are not accepting death. And then tell the heads of state 
of the African nations, don't you take it either. And the resistance is overwhelming. Right. See, they try to play it down in the media, but I promise you, if if there were not a major wall of resistance, you wouldn't have this massive propaganda campaign. Mm-hmm. When have we ever seen a, vac- a vaccine pushed? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. You don't Come see on. that, especially yes, one that doesn't do anything good and does everything bad. They're they're telling you, well, take it, but it won't it won't immunize you. You still need to wear a mask, maybe two. What what amazes me is that people even listen. That's what I'm amazed by. <laughs> <laughs> But we got we got our patient callers and we're gonna we're gonna go to our dear sister, popular than Brother Terrence and myself, and that's Sister Ula Muhammad. <laughs> sister Ula. Yes, well, All right. I was worried. I'm gonna make sure you're still here. Well like so long. Yes. Oh, praise to Allah, because I didn't get in last week and I sat there with a fat lip. <laughs> oh, we're oh, Yes, ma'am. But what I wanted to say, I've been thinking about it all day, is that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, and how do you live if you go without sweets for a week, your blood sugar will be negative. I came from a region where I did it for a month. And then when I was in Birmingham, Alabama at the time, when I came back here to Cleveland, Ohio, that and I ate something with sugar in it, Sister Ava, it felt like little pin pricks going through my system. And that showed me the danger of sugar, no yes. matter whether it's turbinado yes. or, or white sugar cane, all of it, according to a it's researcher, like Kevin Trudeau, he stated all eight sugars, and they're addictive, and they're, they're uh, cancer what they call it, carcinogens, cancer-causing substances. So that's why I don't have any sugar in my own. But I wanted to thank Allah for listening to Sister Cecilia and her husband, Brother Marcus, and uh, I thank Allah for elevated places. It has illuminated me and changed my life because I met so many wonderful people. But uh, I would like to see the nation do a, do at least a week without sugar and see, and then maybe two weeks, and then three weeks, and then one day we give Massa back his sugar and see how that, That's how right. he would like that. Well, right. So I don't want to, you know, no other calls need to come on. What'd you say? Yes, ma'am. And not not to mention it's a multi billion dollar industry. Mm-hmm. So it it would make us healthier and and put less money into their coffers. And as we, we know from the research and I've mentioned it before, uh what what the researchers are finding that and, and it I don't understand the black medical profession not zeroing in on this that close to half of the COVID deaths 
are in diabetic people. Mm-hmm. That's that's the major precondition mm-hmm. that uh-uh. results in death. Oh, and it's the affinity of the COVID, of the uh, the the virus has an affinity for sugar. Mm-hmm. It feeds off of it. Mm-hmm. So and if you don't have thing, that in your system, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the main thing in how to eat to live, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad stated, diet and exercise would eliminate the problems that we came into the nation with. Mm-hmm. When this thing hit, the first thing I made sure I did was exercise more than I usually did. I stayed with my bean soup. I I took my Carlson's cut liver oil and vitamin C, either oranges and lemons. I really stayed with building up the immune system. And I hadn't even had a sniffle in the time this thing hit. So by experimentation, I really believe that is a key to this, what they call it. Because in, in the MGT class, in the first, we were taught the bean soup got everything in it that the body needs to sustain everything. itself. It's all about the immune system. Yes, ma'am. But thank you for this call, beloved. And thank you. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikum salam. All right, we've got Brother Daryl next. Brother Daryl. I'm from Lackham family. Happy Savior's Day. Happy Savior's Day to you. Yes, uh, right quick, may Allah bless our sister and brother. They was in harmony when they gave the greeting. May Allah bless them with uh, retreat. And may Allah bless our brother Reuben and our sister to have a speedy recovery and uh, love and blessing to go out to sister the Tyson family. Um, I wanted to, to speak on about what you were speaking about how, well, first when our sister mentioned about our sister got, and I thought it was the same thing I was going to say, but it was her brother when they she said the sister got tased, said stop acting like a child. She said, I am a child. But this was a nine-year-old who just hit the news the other day. Uh, they called the police out and they tased that baby uh, more than one time, and everybody is upset about that, you know, how they are. This this touches right into what the minister say separate, but uh, with this um, virus going on, they also studied taking uh, this shot. And the minister said it. Look at our brother Jesse; he was there. He know the minister personally. Steve Harvey, all of these artists know the minister personally, but yet you're going to still take the shot. So this is the result when you go against the man of God when he's telling the whole world, like you said, the African country. And telling them don't take it. And here we are as believers and uh, family, and some of them are still going through what the minister said. When he said, some of you are going to still say, should I or should I not? So just keep on doing other than what the minister say, and you're going to be in that bag, and you'll be out of here too, because you said Allah came to make a nation of God's not followers. So if he did that, you better be a follower of Farrakhan until you become a God. May Allah continue to bless you. Assalamu alaikum. Waalaikum salam. Thank you so much uh, for the call, Brother Daryl. Appreciate you each and every week hearing from you. Okay, we have, it uh, looks like a Detroit number. Sister Sasha has a comment. Assalamu alaikum, Sister Ava. 
Happy Savior's Day. Walaikum salam. How are you, ma'am? This is I'm fine. I'll praise you. This is Sister Sasha from Detroit. I just called to say thank you to you and all your guests and your co-hosts for all the positive things and informative you give us every week and all the information. But I just called to say happy Savior's Day, and I listen to you every Thursday. Thank you so much. May Allah be with you all. Oh, what a beautiful call. Thank you. And and you have the Thank same you, name as my oldest daughter. Yes. Appreciate you, Sister Sasha. Oh, what a beautiful call. That that made my day. All right, we've got Brother Ivan. He has a comment. Salam alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Yeah, it's been a very How are been a you, while. Brother been... Ivan? You yes, know, it is. All, all I can say is all praise be to Allah. You know, I just had a, you know, I just had my 54th birth anniversary recently, and uh, you know, it's just it's a blessing to still be here. Oh, yes. I've been through a lot to be 54. You know, I'm, I know that's young, but I've had a I've had a, a, a heck of a journey. You know, at 54, and I'm just so thankful and grateful to Allah to even still be here to bear witness to the teaching of the most honorable Isaac Muhammad is the reason why I'm even still here in spite of what I've been through. One of the things that I, I, I got, I, you know, and here in uh, Tulsa, here in Oklahoma, we've had two horrible things that have happened, and it's such a horrible thing, and it's just, it just bears witness that we have to, we have to be an example, and we have, to, we have to really take these teachings to our people. We had a killing here the other day. Well, this young man killed four children and, a, and his uncle in the same household. Oh, and these are black people. They, mm. they, don't, they, don't, they don't necessarily know what the argument was about. But when I was thinking about that, I said that we have to be, the minister always told us that we have to get to our people. Part of the reason why that kind of stuff is happening because we still got to get this message out. How, if, if you got two adults that are arguing, what could four small children have to do with two adults arguing and you kill everybody in the house. You know what I'm saying? That's sick. And then we had another incident where a five-year-old boy, it was a it was a younger man was I guess he cut his grass or whatever and the young five-year-old boy rolled his bicycle on his lawn and tore up some of the turf on his lawn and this man shot that baby in the head. My and so God. these are black people, but the, the, the crazy part about it is, is these are black men doing this. These are black people. And so what that makes me think about, well, the minister said one day, he said, when there's, where there's a lot of killing, and brothers, we got to listen to this, he said, where there's a lot of killing, the FRI is weak. So as men, we got to be the vanguard. Again, we got to get back out there. The ministers put us back out there, but we got to get back in the trenches. And when I heard that, and then you see all these women, you see all these mothers on television, you know, most of they, they did a visual. The biggest audience, the biggest uh, crowd of people in this audience was were women mourning the death of these babies. And I think it's like three different mothers to these babies. All these mothers have lost their babies. This young man, he was on the run. Even his mother came on television and apologized to the family for what he'd done. And so when I was looking at that, it just, yeah, just broke my heart. You know that we still got that going on, but that just lets you know we got a lot, a lot of work to do, a lot of, because we become just as savage as them. That was a time we didn't kill family members like that. 
That was something that only white people used to do. We didn't do that kind of stuff. I can remember as a young boy, always hearing about white people going through killing the whole family, but that wasn't something that we, you know, but now we're doing the same thing they do, though, in every way, unfortunately. And, and then, then one more thing, I, I got a... <laughs> I got. I, I love Brother Marcus and Sister Cecilia so much. Every time I hear them, it like it does something to my spirit because they're such a pleasant couple. And I remember when me and Sister Mary were in courtship, and they and they uh, they were one of the first couples that uh, counseled us. And it was just I just love listening to them, and I, and I thank a lot for the work that they do. I don't know if they're still on the line or not, but what they do is so important because we know that marriage. Is gonna what's gonna help save our community as well, and so I just thank them for the work they're doing. I am looking forward to one day, ma'am. Yes, the foundation of a nation. Yeah, and I just want to say, you know, what they do is so important. I do look forward to getting married again, eventually. You know, I'll say this: that I'm not uncivilized, but I'm not nowhere near as civilized as I was. When I was married, so that just proves to you that marriage is very important for both of us. It's, it's you know, That's right. and even though she's no longer, I don't even think the same. Like I can never think the same again. My mind is nothing like it was before I got married because women have civilized men. And so I realize now, like I got racially profiled the other day, and I got stopped coming out of a store was 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 accused of stealing. I got four bags of groceries. I was going to say this. The only part of the description that it fit was is that I'm, they said it was six to six foot two. I'm five nine. The only thing that it fit was a dark complected man with a bald head, and then they said early 40s. I'm neither one of those. But I was able to handle myself in such a way that I was able to get home alive and unsaved. But I just want to say, you know, I thank you, Sister Ava. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And, and, and you know, I pray to Allah that you continue to be successful. This show right here has has literally, like over the years, helped save my life in a, in, in a way. Some of the things that I've heard on this show has helped me just keep going on this show. So uh, that's all I got. You stay strong, and, and may Allah continue to protect you. Thank you so much, beloved. Appreciate you. We have Brother Cartier who has a comment. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Cartier. Well, thanks a lot, Sister Ava. How are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good, yes, sir. Thanks to Allah. Knowing that we're about to break permanently from this enemy. That's right. <laughs> yes, man. Yes, man. Absolutely. No, I just wanted to first call you, uh, call into the show, and thank you. For the show that you do every Thursday, it's very it's uh, very refreshing. But I wanted to especially thank you for that lecture, uh, the deportation. And I didn't know it was twenty. I didn't know it was twenty years old. I listened to it maybe uh, back in during this during this whole COVID pandemic. But you said something. Um, I think it was back in I want to say August, maybe August or uh, July. That was the first time I heard it. But you said something in that lecture that really drove home for me uh, where you mentioned that uh, a mosque, a nation has 
and I'm paraphrasing, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you said a nation mm-hmm. has no place in a mosque, but a mosque has a place in a nation. And a mosque is where you go to get spiritual inspiration, and then from that spiritual yeah. inspiration, you go out, and from going, and with that, you go out and you build your economy, your businesses, your health system, uh, uh, education That's systems, right. and all of that. And it really drove home for me uh, the importance of those of us who have accepted this teaching. And because I believe you said in there that the vast majority of our people are not coming to this. And those of us who have accepted it, we've accepted it because for some reason, Allah allowed us to be able to see his vision that there really that there is no evidence yeah. of right now. But going out into the future, we have uh, those who accept this have that insight. And I just wanted to mention that um, because I think that it uh, it uh, correlated so perfectly what our role is, not just in assisting in the facilitation of this process of separation, but then once we do um, separate, the goal is not just to separate just for the sake of saying, hey, we got away from the white man. But the goal is to separate and build a, a society, a, a kingdom, yeah. a civilization that's superior and that's founded on those principles that we get from us, that we are inspired from, from a spiritual root, which is what this Caucasian is, uh, is which is what he, which is, he's absent. He doesn't have that. And that's why the world that he has goes contrary to uh to the to the natural way of to the natural way or natural law of things uh which is why you have so much dissatisfaction but we those of us who who see this vision and those of us who 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 are not yet in it uh but eventually will you know we have a role in the inauguration of the kingdom of god and i and i really when you mention that in this in this uh in your lecture it, it almost i mean it literally blew my mind i probably rewind it like six times cause to me it was so deep but uh, mm. but I just wanted to I wanted to mention that and I wanted to if you could maybe not now but at another point just speak into that and what our what what the role is of those of us who actually have accepted the life giving teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad uh, in in not just facilitating separation but in also building uh, which is est- which is establishing institutions that will usher in a perfect uh, harmonious world. Well, you know, it's it's interesting because you and Sister Anissa are around the same age in your twenties. Oh, that's another thing too. I wanted to hear. I wanted to see the sister that. Uh, who was the sister that did the the Q and A? I can see if I can search it on Sister Anissa. Social media. Info. Anissa Muhammad. Yeah. Okay. It's it's the master. It's, it's Master Call. Is the program, and she's still on with us. Sister Anissa's on with us. Okay, I saw Malika. Sister, is your is your is that uh, available online still or? Yeah, you can um, you can DM me. I can send you the. It's a private link. So my Instagram okay. is a x e dot e n a. A x e dot e n a. A s s. Oh s. Okay, I'm sorry. A s e dot e dot e n a. Yeah, it's my name spelled backwards. 
that make God reject us. But we want to cling. So with nations been been here 90 years, so each succeeding generation gets further and further away from from the mark of the beast. And that's why they're lusting after our youth because once they once the youth get hooked on this, they don't go back. They don't go back. And now you have a generation that does not care what white people think. Right. And that was wow. their last hold. That was the last hold they had on us is the Negro fear of what white people think. Come on. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so the study of the deportation of Moon, that's that's somebody that wants to know what was I before I was a slave. Sure. Exactly. Because that's not who I am. That's a condition that I was brought into. And and so, you know, your condition is 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 the minister raised that question at the uh the Nubian leadership conference. You know, what is, you know, they oh, the black people got a precondition. The minister said, "But what is our condition? Not just diabetes or high blood pressure. Those are effects. They're not the cause." What is the cause of all this? It's rebellion to the law of God. Okay. And his law of of, uh, separation from his enemy is on the front burner now. It's not on the back burner. See, people, we'll talk about that in 20 years. Really? Okay. You go ahead and talk about it. We're moving to Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and points south. Okay, because it's either get out of get out of God's crosshairs or stay with the white man and die. That's your choice. We have all right. these problems because we live with white people, and the minister said, as long as you live with white people, you will live. Under white people They don't know no other way That's what Sister Attorney said earlier They don't care What what Allah Sees They see us as property And they're going to war with him And they know they're going to lose But they can't act Out of their nature they don't, they, They're going to do What Dr. Yakub Made them to do Fight God. So if you stay with them and you're some Negro running around here talking about taking a vaccine, you're going down with them. The man of God told you don't take it. What is wrong with you? Identify with your rapist, your murderer, your kidnapper. What do they call that? The Stockholm Syndrome. Right. Where you're defending 
the, 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 the perpetrator of the crime against you. You're, as Brother Minister Jabril Muhammad said, now you're, you're the devil's lawyer against God. But I didn't mean to go off on a tangent. <laughs> See how y'all like the fuse? Thank you, sir. Mr. Ava, quick, quick Thank comment because I wanted to say this before. Oh, yes, um, I'm sorry. I wanted to say this before. Let me get up this room because my mother in the back talking. Before I um, end it. I just wanted to thank you so, 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 so much for gracing us with your presence, one, on the call, and for having oh. um, me on here. I'm just super honored, super humble, super grateful, and I just pray Allah gives you your reward while you are here, the full abundance of your reward <laughs> while you are here because <laughs> you have given us so much um, in your work and in your um, time in the nation that you you have heard and obeyed everything the minister has said, and um, that does not go unnoticed. So, just wanted to let you know that. And I love I'm, you. I'm I'm like, <laughs> I love you. I really love you, Sister Anissa. The whole family, you know. But uh, I, I too, thank you for the opportunity and for really, you know, re-energizing me about. In getting back to the root of why Master Father Muhammad came, because sometimes we get so caught up in in the busy work, um, right. you know that saying where the means becomes the end, and we just get caught up in mosque meetings and events and running around, you know, just doing things. And 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 it's not that what we're doing is is not a good thing or is not a nice thing. But there are things that work within the framework of white people's world. And we have to be honest with ourselves and say, am I just trying to be acceptable to them at the end of the day? I'm black, but I want to be acceptable. Okay. (laughs) So thank thank you so much. Really appreciate that. Let's get another another couple of calls. We got... uh, about five minutes left. Oh my goodness! We have Brother Kareem on, and he has a comment. And Brother Kareem is thirteen, Sister Anissa. Oh wow! Assalamualaikum. salam. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Oh, wonderful on a night like this. Yes, sir. So I remember when America first uh, got um, first when uh, when the coronavirus first came over here, and yes, sir, we were all panicking. But hmm. why should we be panicking when we have over ninety years? of things that we can do in this kind of situation. Wow. Yes, sir. Not one, not two, not five, 90. <laughs> Come on now. And so we're, we're still panicking. Mm. And so we, we have the lecture. 
pictures from the Honorable Minister Lewis Farrakhan and from the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad and from Brother Ishmael. Yet we're still stuck in the same position. And more now. I remember some of us were like, oh, we don't have a reason to separate. But they're killing us like flies. Come on, brother. And they put us in slavery for over 300 years. Yes, sir. Assalamu alaikum. There it is, Brother Terrence. And, and that's it. I mean, that, that's... That's that's how you get caught in I think 2021. I think you just... I, I think you just set it off, Dr. Ava. And, and the reality is <laughs> we... We almost out of time. We done made a major announcement yes, about the ebook on this show this week, and we already know what next week is going to be about Savior's Day. I don't, yes, I don't think they want to miss next week. They just keep you just keep dropping these bombs and many lectures on your show. <sighs> they get many lectures on your show, new announcements, new ebooks. I don't know why they tune in anywhere else. Well, as, as a special gift to all of the listeners tonight, we just want to share that this year's theme is how strong is the foundation? Can we survive? And it's all about survival. And what are we surviving? We're surviving the transition from slave So we have to focus on, and he talked to that group, uh, the Nubian leadership. Do you know your enemy is one important aspect of this, and we're not we're not going to deal with considering separation. We're going to deal with the the actuality of separation. Because we're in motion now, so we're not we're we're not we can't wait anymore. I'm sorry, we just can't That's wait right. and and try. That's it. Right. You know, Brother Kareem just said it. You know, I appreciate brothers and sisters saying we got work to do. Well, your work your work is 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 this exodus now. Come on, come on. If, if ninety years of teaching didn't get it done then it's not going to get done for those who have rejected it. So we're going to pack our bags and we're gone, you know, peace out. And I want to thank Sister Anissa Muhammad for master class and all of the work that she is doing. Thank you, Brother Terrence, um, for being on here each and every week and all of the insight that you bring into this program. Thank you, Sister uh, Cecilia and your husband, Brother Marcus, dealing with the foundation of a nation, marriage, okay, 
uh, Sister Mariam K. Muhammad, our health contributor, Sister Attorney Pamela Muhammad, our legal contributor, and all of the listeners who have called in and logged in. And I apologize for those uh, callers we didn't get to. Call in as early as you can uh, next Thursday so that we can get to you. May Allah bless all of us with love and the light of understanding as I leave you in peace. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Wa alaikum salam.